0: Shaw, this is dangerous, Shaw steaming forward, Stor, now Rashford, Marcus Rashford back to Luke Shaw onto his left foot, Shaw goals! Luke Shaw started the move, ended the move and Manchester United have two at the Etihad! When Dean Henderson made that massive clearance, I was telling myself this is going to end up a goal and true enough, what a sweet goal it was for me, Luke Shaw, my pun for the week paying off handsomely. Hello guys and welcome to the 38th FPL podcast and it is the episode where we will celebrate goal scoring or rather offensive defenders of the game week, namely Luke Shaw and Aaron Cresswell who have so far overshadowed more popular picks this week but more about it later. There's still one more match remaining in the game week, but the bulk of the points have already been secured and I can say for certain a good number of managers are still looking at Manchester City assets to an extent to salvage their game week. Before I move on, a bit on my game week so far uh 79 points after counting hits with only One, uh, Ruben Diaz and Yanick Bestegar to play on Thursday. I do have Danny Ings but unfortunately his game week lasted just 13 minutes. Um it is just one of those things that as an FPL manager you just take it on the chin. Um happy to say I'm currently just inside the top uh, 500k for the first time this season. Um a couple of puns paid off this week uh, namely benching Watkins for Luke Shaw and also keeping my faith on Bruno Fernandez the punt on uh, Jesse Lingard as captain paid off albeit more like a consolation five pointer from him um Lingard missed the penalty but uh, managed to tap in the rebound uh, but he also got himself booked late in the game. Um, an attacking return is still a return, so I'll take it. Kane came good with two goals and two assists. Uh, the only player who blanked so far for me, the only two players uh, rather who blanked so far for me, uh, are Dallas and Ings, uh, who we all know went off injured, and Gundogan and Diaz, uh, who still have uh, another bite at the cherry on Thursday. <music> Players who caught the eye in game week 27, a celebration of defenders. The theme of the episode. Uh, I'll start off with Luke Shaw. Um, that haul was always on the cards, but the timing was probably unexpected as it came against Manchester City, of all opponents, who was on a sequence of 21 successive uh, victories in all competitions, and that all came to a halt thanks to Luke Shaw, who killed the game just after the break. And I think, um, unfortunately, for many who owned him, uh, they probably benched him this week, uh, much to their frustrations. It probably wasn't a bad call, just an unlucky one. Uh, the only reason why I started him this week was mainly because he had been one of the few outstanding players in a pool of Manchester United mediocrity in the previous double game week. He's, he was putting in dangerous crosses and being on offensive mode when given space. There was always this chance of an attacking return. This season, he has been given more attacking responsibilities from set pieces, taking corners from both sides for United, and taking those indirect free kicks from the left. This was his first goal of the season, and actually could have gotten on the score sheet earlier had he been more clinical in the box in the first uh, in the opening five minutes of the match last weekend. One goal and five assists so far this season for Lukaku. And he is still very much a differential at 11% ownership. Um, He seemed to have upped his game after the arrival of Alex Telles this season. And there was uh, a worry of rotation. But I think that left-back spot is now his to lose at the moment. With Telles only preferred for cup and European matches. I bought Shaw when he was just 4.8 million and my thinking was... At 4.8 million, I can afford for him to be benched, but seems like he's very much nailed. You will want to have Shaw just for his attacking cred um, Any clean sheet is a is a bonus in my opinion. As it stands, um, he has created the most chances in the league this season with uh, 50. Most chances in the league uh, for defenders this season with 50, and this is ahead of the likes of Andy Robertson, uh, Trent. And also Cancelo, celebrating another defender, Aaron Cresswell, the highest scoring defender in the game, a clear thirteen points ahead of second place, the Cancelo. Cresswell has provided ten assists this season, the most for any defender. Cresswell's game has always revolved around set pieces, and he is another one who is given the responsibilities, uh, for corners and indirect free kicks, and like Luke Shaw. Clean sheets are bonuses to gain, but with West Ham United, they are more likely to keep clean sheets uh, than not. So there's that onus to own at least one West Ham United defender. So why not Cresswell? He has risen almost a million in price uh, since uh, the start of the season and is already 25% owned. And I'll put money on it being close to 40% by Game Week 29. Um... Uh, West Ham United do play in the blank game week uh, so I mean, I for one uh, has always been an admirer of Cresswell since he came into the league uh, a few seasons ago. Injuries have always affected his progression uh, but this season he's managed to stay injury-free, uh, giving him a chance to get regular game time and solidify that West Ham United defence <music> So moving on to game week twenty eight, uh, the game week before the dreaded blank game week twenty nine. Hence, a lot of managers uh, will be having an eye on that one when they make the transfers this week. Uh, despite having keeping, uh, despite always keeping an eye on game week twenty nine um, since uh, game week twenty four, game week twenty five, I've always just tried to address what is in front of me. And looking at game week twenty eight, there are a few players uh, to look out for who do not have a fixture in game week twenty nine, but should not be ignored. I'll start off with uh, Newcastle and Aston Villa, the first match of the game week. Newcastle are just a point above the relegation zone and have not recorded a win in four games, drawing two and losing two since the middle of February. At this point, I think Fulham are more favourites to survive this season compared to Newcastle have been quite abysmal of late. Yes, they've lost uh, Callum Wilson and have looked uh, toothless in front of goal. But that's the fundamental of football, right? Um, If you can't score goals, you can't win games. They've lacked a decent uh, strike force or attacking intent. And they can't even keep a clean sheet as well. Hence why I think we can target a couple of Villa assets this week. And Villa do play in Game Week 29. So you're basically killing two birds with one transfer. Jack Grealish is probably key to owning uh, any villa assets. Uh, although I do believe for this game week at least, with the form that Newka- Newcastle is in, the likes of Oli Watkins and uh, Traore could still do damage and get FPR returns. But back to Grealish, uh, there is still hope that he could be back in time for the trip to Newcastle on Friday and Dean Smith himself seems optimistic about Grillish having some involvement in the Newcastle game. Uh, But like I mentioned earlier, um, Ollie Watkins, uh, a lot uh, probably getting frustrated with him, myself included, but this could be a match where he he gets a double-digit haul. Uh, He's had chances. He's just not very clinical. Ten shots in the last three game weeks. The third most among our forwards and six attempted assists, which is also second uh, most for forwards. Frustratingly, he hit the woodwork in each of the last two games. But eventually, he has to go in. Has to. Watkins, yeah, you. I think you just have to have him this week. Um, and given Newcastle's uh, own troubles in front of goal, uh, met target in defence for Villa is one to consider as well. Just 14% owned. Uh, 2 clean sheet points in the last 3. And it's just uh, five point uh, five million. Leeds versus Chelsea. Um, if you've listened to the pod regularly, you will notice that I like to target teams playing against Leeds. But this one is a tricky one because it involves uh, Chelsea. There's also a question from FPL Swang on Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz was a surprise starter last night and made an immediate FPL impact, uh, getting involved in both of Chelsea's goals, securing 9 points in the process. But, and we all know this, you don't really know who will start for Chelsea in the next game and the next. It's bad enough that we have to deal with Pat Roulette, now we have another thinker man in the league. The thinker man to kill I think, let's just call him that, the Tinkerman Tukel. So anyway, Havertz was deployed as a false nine, uh, but mostly interchanged in the game with uh, Timo Werner, who started out wide. And I probably have to say that it was an effective strategy from Tuchel. Um, however, so was starting Mason Mount before this, who was surprisingly left out. So we could see Mount start this weekend ahead of Harvard's. I probably wouldn't jump on Harvard's this early. Um, I like to give it one or two games to see where a player stands. Um, it was similar. It was a similar approach that I took with uh, Jesse Lingard. I'm not one against uh, taking risks, but this is a risk event I wouldn't take, and I'd be more comfortable bringing in Mason Mount this week. Have started all but two games in the Premier League since uh, Tuchel took uh, took over. Three goals for Mount in those uh, in those uh, six, seven, or eight games, and I think he is an, he is as nailed on as Gundogan is for Manchester City. Um, keeping with the offensive defenders, uh, the, the the offensive defender, defenders defenders team of the episode. The other player who I can safely say uh, should be can be considered for this match is Cesar Espiliqueta. Espiliqueta. Uh, this guy has been the only constant in the Chelsea team since uh, Tokel took over, and despite playing as part of uh, a back three, can be seen getting involved in attacks on occasions. Uh, five attempted assists in the last three game weeks and two shots on goal. Chelsea has kept uh, four clean sheets in the last five uh, and with Leeds uh, seemingly struggling in front of goal at the moment I can't find any good reason not to bring in Azpilicueta um if you have the opportunity to um looking at Leeds um I really don't fancy their attackers for this one I have Rafinha and he could start for me but that's more out of necessity as I would have to bench Lingard this week who is ineligible to play against Manchester United but i would be comfortable not starting any leeds uh, player if i had the choice um, you could play one leeds player this week but i probably uh, would avoid doubling or even starting all three if you're in a in, you're in that position i really don't see too much goals for leeds in this one i normally do two games uh, but very briefly manchester united and west ham united uh, this is a bonus since there's some hype surrounding Luke Shaw and to an extent uh, Bruno Fernandes who many have uh, actually moved out from their team last uh, game week. I see a tough game for both teams. Uh, not too many goals in it, I reckon. And having said that, I think Luke Shaw will continue his good run of form and get FPL returns this week. As would Bruno Fernandes in my opinion. I also like Anthony Marshall for a short punt. He looked more confident last weekend. Although Samuel on Twitter did rightly comment that the City game uh, was a game that probably suited him more, and that West Ham would barely offer him any space, so Marshall could struggle. But like I said, uh, it's a short-term punt, um, as I'm also on the lookout for Danny Ings' uh, replacement for a Danny Ings' uh, replacement, and I really don't fancy bringing in Bamford this week. For West Ham, uh, they're probably they probably need to readjust their game after a good run of uh, form with uh, Lingard central to that. So missing Lingard for this one could interrupt their mojo. The only one I fancy from West Ham uh, at the moment is uh, obviously Aaron Cresswell um, from set pieces, and United are quite bad at defending them. So I like uh, Cresswell's uh, chances of of getting some sort of returns in this one. My plan for game week 28, um one free transfer, um this week and as i mentioned, I'm a, I'm on the lookout for Danny for Danny Ings uh, replacement. So I could get Marshall this week for a short term pun, or I could roll my transfer and have two free transfers for the blank which would give me the luxury of adjusting my team uh, but that would be at the risk of a uh, Danny Ings uh, price drop but I'm not overly concerned about that at the moment um but I'll make the moves that I would give me that would that I think would give me the the best chance of maximizing my points returns for this week not to say that you shouldn't plan ahead but for me um you should play to get the most points out of, the, of out of the game week ahead of you so i'll probably make a transfer because um, i really fancy a striker to do well this week uh richarlison or kevin Lewin is also an option for me this week uh, but regardless of who i bring in i'm um, likely to play 4-3-3 with rafinha and lingard missing out in midfield <laughs> Captain candidates for Game Week 28, Harry Kane in a good vein of form. Two goals, two assists against Crystal Palace uh, at the weekend. They're up against Arsenal. Um, I have no confidence in the Arsenal defense, so I can see Kane being the standout pick this week over City Assets who play a resurgent Fulham. And because of question marks on who will actually start for City this weekend, I think it's best to bet on someone who is certain to start. And Harry Kane definitely fits that bill. Bruno Fernandez, uh, you just can't discount him from being an option, regardless of the opponent. He probably would be a differential captain if you captain him this week. And you just know he will eventually get his final passes, right? Eventually. So don't be surprised if he returns double digits uh, this week. Differential captain or out there captain pick. The uh, poll was up late today. And out of the shortlisted players, I had Aspiliqueta. Richarlison, Luke Shaw and James Ward-Prowse. And Richarlison took the honors with almost half of the votes. Uh, Everton will play Burnley and I think it's a very good differential pick. The Chelsea loss aside, uh, Richarlison is uh, looking sharper now, four goals in his last five including goals against Manchester City and Liverpool. Burnley have not kept a clean sheet in their last three, so I think Richarlison may have both form and fixtures in his favor. So that's another episode wrapped up. There are Champions League and Europa League matches playing tonight and later this week, so look out for team news after those have concluded before making your transfers. As always, Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow the pod on Twitter and on any streaming platforms that you're listening the pod on. Good luck for the game week and I'll talk to you guys next week. May your arrows be green and points be in the hundreds. Cheers!